Recording. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Nobody's Saying Hello, where we call up our friends and say hi. Hello, how you doing? This show is brought to you in part by your support on Patreon, patreon.com backslash the nobodies. Today on Nobody's Saying Hello, we have a true icon and RJ City is here too. Uh, please welcome David Arquette. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I love how you're pointing. So we're recording on Squadcast Whoa. right now. We're he is an icon, like though, this guy. For the listeners. Um, so yeah, everyone's everything. screen is different. Yeah, everyone's screen is different. <laughs> but I think yeah. it's a wonderful allegory that David is trying to indicate one thing, and it turns oh, out no one knows what he's talking about. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> this happens all the time. Um, how are you doing, David? It happens all the time. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, just doing a bunch of press for this and a movie I have coming out um, called I'm 12 Hour Shift. Real quick. David, you have some just, headphones uh, been handy? kind of a whirlwind. I have They're some feedback. Oh, I see them. Yeah. They're in his ear. Are Check they your not ear, working? Does... Is it still not working? Hold on. I have another yeah, pair over here. Should I try those? Okay, change oh, okay. them. We're, I'll stall. I know it was okay. Oh look, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> David's wearing corduroys. Is he going to choir practice after this? Oh, don't be oh. You're so rude. You're so rude. <laughs> They're pinstripe. You pinhead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does seem yeah. to be. Oh yeah. Hello? That is better. Thank you okay. so much. Should I do put both of them? Yes, I think that works. Um, so what's this movie called again that you're doing? Yes. Okay, let's start over. Sorry. Yeah, let's just start over. How uh, promoting twelve hour shift? How... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this is the story of my life. I'm, leave, I'm leaving all of this in, of course. No, no, no. Um, it's just torture to listen to for anyone. Okay, oh, we're going to start. Um, okay, three, two, one. How has the reception of the documentary been? It's been pretty good. I mean, we're we're certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a big thing, I guess. We've gotten some good reviews, some, you know, not so good, <laughs> a couple not so good. But uh, for the most part, people have really liked it. And have I'm very curious it. what the and, not good uh, reviews were. They're not that bad. I thought they would have been a lot worse. I was under the impression that people were going to like this a lot less. I was surprised that the reviews are that good. Why, why would you think that? Well, first of all, I am unable to enjoy anything I'm in, so I automatically think it's bad. I cannot remove myself and view it, uh, you know, You were barely in this. So like, I mean, my biggest matter? complaint was just there was so much RJ City, I barely got David. <laughs> there wasn't enough. We did so much, like, like touring, uh, tag teaming, and the cameras weren't with us, and those were really some of the um, my yeah, favorite you parts. Learned a lot of different styles of wrestling and went a lot of places. What was your favorite? Yeah, I, I love lucha wrestling. I love uh, Mexican lucha wrestling or lucha libre. Just so going down to Tijuana was really great. But honestly, my favorite times were wrestling with me and RJ because we have this sort of kind of. Laurel and Hardy kind of 
banter back and forth. Do you kids know who Laurel and Hardy are? Yes. Are you asking me and Eric or (laughs) the audience? Yes. The audience at home? The audience at home? Uh, Yes, I do. Thank you. Or here's a more recent example. Maybe like Tom and Jerry. Maybe the kids know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> was the uh, was that street wrestling in Lucha? Like I had never oh seen street wrestling stuff that was in my insane. life. I know I had never known about it either. They just showed up. I showed up there, and I was like, "What are we doing here? What are they doing?" So yeah, they really do that. These guys are, you know, professional lucha wrestlers who do that because they've been doing it since they were kids to make a little extra money. But now they've they're like. At night, they go and wrestle at the biggest uh, arena in Tijuana. So they're just like so, doing that yeah, for like shits and giggles cool. during the day, basically. That's wild. Yeah, that's they, crazy. Yeah, they. Yeah, it's so crazy, and I wasn't aware what I was supposed to do, or you know, I, like when I, someone I hands you a dollar, David, you take it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's he's hard. Done, to he's done ask much worse. Money, for a dollar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you feel crazy. like you've redeemed yourself in the wrestling world? I kind of do. I mean, I don't know. None of the bigger companies <laughs> want anything to do with well, me. I understand, but uh, the wrestling fans are. I think for a certain, you're always going to have haters, but to a certain extent, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, there was the one death match in there, and when I went in, they just hated me. Like, they really was like, oh, this is typical. Like, this is how they typically treat me at a lot of the... Uh, was that the events. backyard wrestling? No, that was the, the, the Nick Gage no, one. No, that, oh, okay. that was the Nick Gage one. But then by the end, by the time I walked out, they were like, yeah! And they, how I do you even remember over, that? So Weren't that, you bleeding out? <laughs> I was. I was bleeding profusely from... Listen, same thing happens to me when I walk into a bar in Brooklyn. (laughs) They're like, Lady Erica again? Love it. I'd love to see you guys. It'll happen sometime. I mean, when we're able to do our things again. We're taking you out. We already decided, me and Erica, that we're going to take you out for a night of Brooklyn drag when that's like a possible thing. Uh, Please. You know, I was, you know, grew up with Alexis and we shared a room all of my years growing up so that is part of the reason why i'm so <laughs> fabulous uh, i mean look like you had real fashion back in the day and to, the, to this day you had, like some amazing shit you're like vinyl pants no, as like a rock look like i, I was know. so impressed yeah, i know i really went went there uh, the one point, there's this one picture of me in all red with like a red hat, and it was that when my sister was married to Nick Cage. I always get <laughs> Nick Gage and Nick Cage mixed up. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I wore this like super red, like very uh, loud outfit to his premiere. It was. Where, did you have I a stylist, thinking. or were you just like just? No, I've never had a stylist. <laughs> obviously, David's problem is that everything is a thing. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Every item of clothing is its own conversation piece, and then you don't know how to speak to the person. What's your favorite? Wait, wait, wait. What's your favorite wrestling gear? I heard you have some famous people's gear that you use for wrestling. I do. I have a Macho oh. Man outfit. 
I have. But uh, also, what, yeah, did you, what was the WCW one? The Isaac Hayes. What was it? Oh yeah, I wore I wore a, a Shaft tour Isaac Hayes costume, <laughs> tour worn costume, to my uh, triple cage match. Oh yeah, and it's all I've like red. And it's yes. Like, yeah, that that costume was from Isaac Hayes Shaft tour, and I got like three or four of them in different colors. Oh I found them in the valley at some vintage store, so I wore it because they didn't provide me any wardrobe when I wrestled. And they never do, apparently. That's <laughs> all wrestlers yeah. should know. You have to bring your own gimmick. So uh, so I just was like, send out the Isaac Hayes thing, because that's like the flashiest kind of thing I had. And I was like, so people were like, what is he wearing? But I loved it because it was kind of Elvis-y. <laughs> do you have gear that you like prefer now? Well, RJ is specific with his shorts, well, first of all, you know, little short when we shorts. First team together, he was like, "I want to make these tights and blah 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 blah." So I'm like, "Okay." And uh, our lady uh, Isla, her name is, uh, she does a wonderful job. Yeah. But David was like, "Do the work." The Fila Sport. Yes, he was yeah. like, "Do everything." And they were tights, and they were like black and white Beetlejuice striped, and they had this red piping and these weight belts. And then he put pads on the outside, and then we had these short capes. And when we put the tights on, they all started to kind of slowly fall apart because there was so much Too shit much on them. Yeah, right. And yeah. then, well, the thing the thing was, I thought this ingenious thing was like, why don't like I'm an actor and. You could kind of wear pads sometimes. So I was like, let's put some padding in some of these places that we're always slamming down on, like on our butts. And like, yeah. but then yeah. it took away. Yeah. Like, I didn't need that. Much. I, have about, I have about three, about padding. Three, I have about this much of padding that I wear at all times. <laughs> nice. um, and then I was like, you know what, David, let me handle this. We're wearing trunks. You're showing your, he's got great calves, by the way. As much as I don't like him, I have to commend the man on his calves. He's, he's got the calves that he hides in high boots. I have high because I have long calves and they're very thin and I'm insecure about them. So that's why I wear high boots. You shouldn't be. They're beautiful calves. You, but you have a thickness. You have a real – have you have like a Dino Bravo calf on uh, My calves. Look at these like things. That looks like he's got his leg in the oh, air. What the hell is that? You're really flexible, David. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> – DDPY, his workout routine. Diamond Dallas Page has a yoga, but he doesn't want you to call it yoga. What does he want you to technique? DDPY, oh, and man. it's an app you can get. No, no joke. It's what helped me lose 50 pounds. That was the first thing I took on my Nobody's for, like, doing DDPY, not yoga. <laughs> You're not doing it. No, thank you. Wait, no, who, did, who, who was in charge? Because there was one. You guys had matching gear. I'm obsessed with gear, obviously, where like it was like checkerboard, but also there was like a heart on it or something. Who was in charge of that? That was that's the one he's talking that's about. That's the one that's that actually forever, pretty yeah. cool. It wasn't functional. And as you know, Barica, you can have all the bells and whistles you want, but if you can't perform in it, it's kind of useless. <laughs> that's true. Those are my bells. Look at whistles. these bells and whistles. Oh, love your um, bells and so whistles. So I designed, I said we're wearing can we we're stop, gonna wear please? trunks. Can we yes. stop, please? David just said he loves my bells and whistles. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. Proceed. I'm all about all the, the fashion stuff. I, I have so many. I have Liberace's purple, oh. purple alligator shoes. A foot like this, by the way. <laughs> like very small shoe. He was a petite. 
I also have Johnny Cash's black suit. Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. So, like, okay, so when you were thinking about getting back into wrestling, RJ told us about, like, a lot of the the gimmicks that you, like, had thought about before deciding on the one that, like, just kind of being David Arquette. What, like, what what were some of the, like, what was your thinking around some of those gimmicks? Well, the first thing I wanted to come out as King David, which I came out as, but I wanted to paint my whole body white and, like, be, like, the statue and be on a podium. And he was like... Everyone was like, don't, don't do it. But I thought it would be interesting and like, you know, kind of draggy, like, you know, kind of like go full on. But I, uh, nobody was into it. I have to say, I kind, I'm kind of into that. I know. But, it would but, be amazing. I wanted you, to do a photo I mean, shoot where I would totally paint it and, and like that and like naked. But they, everyone. As I had explained to him, especially for our match, which was his, you know, like first public match, people are expecting David Arquette. That's right. You know? know. And if you make that turn similar to like, remember when Batista wore all blue and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? No, I do not remember that. And I need to call him Blue Batista for the longest time. They're like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Sometimes you can fly a little too close to the sun. And he did have great uh, King David tights. They had the gold leaves on him and he stood on the pedestal. Yeah. But. Also, you know, but I, pedestal, I didn't want to get white shit all over myself. We didn't practice the pedestal. So as soon as I got on it, it's right on the middle of the ring. And it's like now, shaking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to fall off. We did practice it, just not in that ring. Uh, we didn't account for how unstable, uh, how bouncy a ring is, which yeah. is quite stupid. Yeah. So when I shoved him, like the pedestal also went the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we could have used a rehearsal and the other one was the magic man where i came out and i do magic things and i wanted to come out to hearts uh magic man he's a magic man like that guitar solo at the beginning but uh that didn't go over too well and then i came out as candy man which isn't in the movie but i i wrestled uh jungle boy as candy man and and coco as candy man where i come out and I come out to who can make the sunshine. Oh, no. and, I'm, and I'm throwing out candy to everyone. That's and people love that. They love That's that. like really creepy. It is. It is. No, creepy. But he did the, the fun gimmick was the, uh, what did you do? The mem- Mentos or the Pop Rocks? Oh, yeah. That was for Candyman where I was like, I'm crazy. And I took, you know, every, you ever hear that story of the kid that died when he ate Pop Rocks and drank a cola? We'll yes. all do it. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay, I'm all right. <laughs> that was the whole gimmick. I feel like I just got a full performance. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> He's so method. <laughs> Wait, well, so you you landed on like doing David Arquette as David Arquette, basically. But I have to wonder, and I, I feel like I asked this of everyone. I probably asked RJ this. Like, when you are David Arquette as a wrestler, is that different for you as David Arquette, like just like being yourself? Like, do you think of David Arquette the wrestler as its own character? Now I do. I mean, now, now I've like, you know, got some confidence and like, I feel comfortable, much more comfortable in a ring now than I did when I first started. So yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think there's a diff there. You have to like have this confidence and persona and, 
you know, you really do have to believe in yourself and you have to really go for things. You can't half-ass anything in wrestling. You really have to commit to it. But does like the David Arquette character have different like traits than you, or is it just a more confident version? Of I guess it's just more confident version of I think he uh, has learned over time to detach from the things that are said about him and happen to him in the ring. Because when we team, as I, I did every time we teamed, I get on the mic and I apologize to everyone and I say, David, from the bottom of my heart, you were the most talentless person I've ever met in my life. Oh, that's so and, mean. And People it's hate so it. mean. And what makes it worse is how emotionally vulnerable he makes himself and receptive to me. <laughs> That I can really d- feel like I do damage. <laughs> it does. That's it a, hurts that's so a much. Mis- that's a miser ass shit. Really Are is. you guys like in a BDSM relationship or something? <laughs> there is some Lauren, BDSM Lauren involved in wrestling. I mean, there's like so many undertones of that kind of stuff going on. There really is. And there's sadists and masochists. And you don't know who they are when you're like going into rings with them. So sometimes... You can ask around, like people say, like, ooh, you know what I mean? You can get an idea. But there's... there's... Are you going to give us the tea on who? Yeah, who sucks? Yeah, you kind of don't say, really. (laughs) Not not in a public (laughs) forum. If you were a wrestler and asking me, I'd say, oh, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) You know, he sucks. (laughs) That means you have gossiped for us after we turn the recording off. Got it. Okay, I understand. Um... Well, I know um, I think you're a legend. I think Accident Ruth Report thinks you're a legend. Uh, do you, you. you really yeah, – I'm a huge fan. Do you really – do you still think you're a Hollywood fuck-up? Do you still think that, like, Hollywood is – you know, are you more – are you worried about that anymore? Have you gotten over, like, that worry of, like, Hollywood not accepting you? Um, yeah, no, I don't I – don't. That a lot of that was, no. I mean, I, I kind of have feelings of sort of some stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. That was the worst <laughs> answer ever. I don't think I'm. I don't know. I mean, I just did the Tamra Hall show today, and she started it off with like, he's a, he's been in the tabloids for drinking and drugs. <laughs> Went to oh rehab. Welcome, David Arquette. I was like, oh. Oh my I had to like, God. I had to like shine. She's sweet. Girl, She's sweet. I don't want to like, like bash her or anything. That's just kind of typical in the that space where it's, there's le- levels of tabloid. So it's not really, and I really don't mean to bash her because we had a wonderful interview and everything. But that there is that thing out there. It's not in my head. You know what I mean? And it's it also things you. like yeah, you. you know people. Like at Marvel or something would be like, ah, uh, he could never, you know, be a superhero or something. I was like, I probably could beat up every one of those Marvel superheroes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Including Mark Ruffalo, Mark who Ruffalo. we would really, Please. who there's there's yes. a person we can still <laughs> do some tea spilling. Not Wait. a good person at really? all. He's a Wait, horrible what's the human Mark being. Ruffalo? If what? I may be so bold. <laughs> Wait, is this real? Is this tea? Or is this a shoot? Like, what's going on? You got two people here saying, I would I would cross Mark Ruffalo off your list. Even if he wanted to come on your show, I don't We're even think We're never interviewing him. Mark Ruffalo. We're declaring <laughs> allegiance to Team Mark No, no, Mark no, you Mark should Mark interview Ruffalo. him. And then, like... Hashtag fuck, fuck Ruffalo. Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, so my favorite gear are those fucking scream pants. Oh, good, good. Oh, thank you. I did want to do something for like um, just to, I don't know, like a history of my... It's more so like to take pictures with fans because I was seeing that a lot of fans were kind of crossover Scream fans. So I was like, oh, then I should get like a Scream thing in some of these different movies. I have spiders on there for eight-legged freaks and I have a, I have a yes. uh, lips yes. for never been kissed. So I did want to do like some little legacy tights. Oh, I have such an emotional attachment to Scream. Like, I wrote part of my oh, master's cool. thesis on it, and I wonder oh how you God. feel about it at this point. Do you, have any, like, do you want point. to know any tea about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, like, I don't even know where to that begin. Was close, David. You almost got there. No, you did get there. That You used it correctly. There's no... There's You did it. Um, I mean... RJ sort of warned us that you have very little information. Yeah, on there is one, no but, uh, Although this is my mustache, I just shaved it. Where do you help? But I'll probably have to trim it. But yes. I wanted to leave it because I had these little silver tips. <laughs> this is this the, is Dewey, the mustache. Dewey mustache. I go away on Monday to shoot in North Carolina. You do? Oh so what are you? What are you? What are you hoping for the Dewey character? You don't uh, know anything, but what are you hoping? Dewey. I love working with Nev and Corby. Gonna assume a, a lot of yelling. No, he Here's says I, I yell. He guys, says so I yell too much on. when I act. <laughs> now I'm all self-conscious. <laughs> Are you thinking acting? Yeah, and I'm all self-conscious right now when I act, and I'm like, "Can I have another one?" Because I feel like I was a little screamy. <laughs> He's gotten in my head. Wait, so I, I texted some friends before this, saying I was interviewing you. Can you give I'm us your best scream screamer, right now? Like, my, everyone's gonna freak out. Ah! That's not real, very good. RJ, <laughs> RJ doesn't. not very nice. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just gonna supercut all the like maniacal laughter. Maniacal laughter, I can do. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Very Halloween appropriate. So I think we just got some tea. You might be the killer in the next. Yeah, I've, I've I'm always like, wanted is Dewey to be the, the murderer, murderer now. Like, is that? <sighs> no, please, no. No, Dewey's no, so like as if you have any control. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. What's your favorite? What was your favorite? Uh. Film. The, in the first one. I mean, it was just so on. like such a cool group, and we were all just really bonded. They've got a really cool group of young actors now, so it's really fun to see sort of the new generation. I really wish they'd just bring Rose back. But <laughs> that know. head was smash. <laughs> That's that my favorite death scene and scream of all time. Oh wait, is Rose McGowan single? That would be a good person for RJ to date. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not single. I think she just got married. Oh, oh, oh. We've been constantly trying to figure out what uh, celebrity RJ needs to date and how he you could so assist silly. in that He's like, process, do you, David. Do you think Charo's too old? <laughs> He's got the whole thing. <laughs> I'm personally gunning for Feruza Balk or oh, Elvira. Elvira. We can get to Elvira. We have friends of friends. Yes. I bet she'd be into it. <laughs> 
I think so. And unfortunately, Kay Ballard passed away a couple years ago, but she was on the top. She was a number one for me. So David, David, for the listeners out there, just shook his head no at Elvira. Oh, no. I mean, Elvira's <laughs> amazing. It. She's great. I think she's with someone. Oh, 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 oh. Well, she, she, right. she, <laughs> she's, she's surrounded I by like Elvira. gay people all I the love, time anyway. So. You know, you know, she's amazing. <laughs> she's Cassie. 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 <laughs> Lori Petty. What about Lori Petty? How do we feel? Oh, Lori Petty. As a potential RJ mate. Oh, I don't know. I don't David? know Lori Petty. Sweet, sweet person, wonderful <laughs> okay, person. Right. I don't Pretend know. you did know her, do you think? I don't know. Uh, RJ's like, <laughs> okay. so, he literally um, like, you know, I was saying Christian Chenoweth and he was like too, 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 too singy. Too, too I was Christian? like, I, th- I thought that was like your thing. I, mean, too I think he was like, it, you can't have two of the same, like there was, he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's you can't have a yin and a yin you know what i'm saying <laughs> somebody's got a yang so no broadway stars got it okay yeah no broadway actually stars. uh bb newerth was on my yes. list she okay. was, she's married unfortunately oh yeah. and ellen green who david worked with and didn't even tell me that uh is ellen green from wings no, no Ellen, Ellen Green was uh, Audrey uh, from Little Shop of Horrors. That's I right. think if he came out that. here, something and 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 hung out for a little, maybe he'd meet somebody. But I don't. <laughs> okay, well, focusing back to the actual movie we're supposed to be talking about, so <laughs> we don't get you in trouble for not talking about the movie. Um, I guess I was wondering about like. Um, Because I think, like, one of the themes... This is, like, a serious question. One of the themes of the movie for me was that, like... And I've I've noticed this a lot as, like, a theme that's sort of emerging in the the wrestling world is how, weirdly, pro wrestling as, like, an art form really attracts, like, people who are hurt and broken in some way. And I wondered, like, what you... If that was something you saw or thought about when when you were filming the movie and you were going through a lot, obviously. Yeah, completely. Especially in the deathmatch world. For some reason, there's definitely feels like, why are you doing, like, you know what I mean? There's something, some pain you're trying to numb, in a sense, by having more pain. That's what's interesting about RJ. It's like, he's smart. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to get hurt. (laughs) You know, I I get it. I don't want to get hurt either. But, uh, you know, he's he's kind of just smart about it. What's that? Well, RJ, he actually hates yeah. wrestling. I get. I mean, I don't know. He, I think he loves wrestling. I'm pretty sure he still loves wrestling. Do you still love wrestling, RJ? Do you love? I, I, if I could just call my match, have my match, and then leave and not have to see another person, I would. That's be so not happy. true, RJ. You go to these things and you put on your shirt that's all cut like this, and a lot of the time, belly shirt. And then he's he's got his snacks that he does, his healthy snacks (laughs) and his aloe vera he rubs on. And then he'll meet all his friends that he knows and they chat. They have these wonderful little conversations. And the wrestling world, RJ's wrestling world is just so like kind of pleasant. And like, like he, he knows the nice people and like avoids the kind of darker elements. But there's all this thing that, 
I think RJ is one of the most talented wrestlers in the business. And this this weird thing where like, I guess he, he did, he did have a, uh, tryout at WWE. <laughs> and it's a funny story. He asked Saturn if he could see his rings. Cause he had rings on his fingers. <laughs> Good point. Are we RJ. Allowed to talk about this? Well, yeah, are we can, we, we talked about it on, on, uh, Austin's show. Yeah, I mean, oh. sometimes, I mean, you know, when, when the job is related to the box, sometimes it's wrong to think outside the box. Right. And yet, I enjoy <laughs> being outside the box, and, and it leads me in these directions I could not have predicted with, like, with this little huckleberry I think, right here. I think, like, <laughs> AEW is just so dumb not to get RJ. I think, like, an RJ City as a Piper's Pit kind of thing with me as his... Uh, uh, Ed McMahon, <laughs> just yes. Now our our true dream, and we're really shooting for the moon here. And we've now tried, I think, twice. David and I want to host a PBS yeah. pledge drive. Ooh, oh, that would be really fun. And I tried in Buffalo, and I made it up the ladder, the email chain, and then they stopped answering me. But I think we need to look at a few more local I markets. Think, I oh. think we should find the uh, uh, MD. Uh, the muscular did the Jerry and, and Lewis read, telephone. Launch it and us do it. They must be looking for a host. Yeah, I love that. I would love. They must be looking for. Are you sure? They don't do <laughs> it anymore. It? It's a whole thing. And then <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. Oh god, <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. Oh, I didn't mean it for it to be a joke. So you have but... the shears. No, no, we're fine. We're not getting Can you canceled. You're in, you're in the right place. I'm you're sorry, in the right place, I'm sorry David. Anybody who's dealing with that, I really just was. <laughs> Jerry was the one keeping that thing running, and then when he when they got rid of him, the writing was on the wall. You know. Wait. So, okay, redirecting. Um, <laughs> commercial break. Nobody saying hello is brought to you in part by Book It by Foam Hammer Games. Book It is the pro wrestling promoter card game that puts you and your friends in the shoes of an independent wrestling promoter trying to run the hottest company in the world. This game is a must-have for pro wrestling and board game lovers alike. Book the venue, hire the talent, and book the best matches to make the most money and build your reputation to win. Play with up to four people and your favorite pro wrestling superstars like Kaylee, Double M, or the father figure of indie wrestling, Buffy. Enter promo code THENOBODIES for $10 off. Get started today at FoamHammerGames.com. How did you guys meet? On Twitter. You met on Twitter? Oh, you told us this once. I don't know if it was on. Just tell us, because I don't know if it was on the actual podcast. He followed me. He was he was getting his toes, <laughs> dipping his toes in the business, and he started to follow me and started to comment on basically my weirdest tweets. You know, anyone I make references to things that nobody gets, and then he got them. And he's like, "Hey," and then I took and issue I was, like, with it because I thought he was tweeting too much jokes. off of my. He was siphoning. He was siphoning the jokes. You know, if somebody Cole Cabana does it now too, uh, I'll write Cole. a joke. And he'll reply and he'll get all these likes. I'm like, you know, I'm the base. I'm the rock on which you built that response upon. I, I love when he gets, Wait, is when it, he gets is to it, tell us something. Tell us about the people's <laughs> likes. <laughs> what is that? Wait, is a retweet not like giving you credit for that? That's not a retweet. It's a reply. It's an old, look yeah. at me, I'm verified and I'm a, taking advantage of you. It's very passive aggressive, which is really my domain. 
So I take issue with it. We have two passive aggressive alpha males going at it, just waiting for the other person to make the first. I don't see Cole. I don't see Cole as aggressive whatsoever. Mm, well, on Twitter, on Twitter, he can be. Talk about wrestling attracting broken people. You've really shown yourself. <laughs> I, I have been broken. I think I'm a little better, but I'm kind of broken. Do you, would you consider yourself a little broken, RJ? Uh, absolutely. Oh. Yes. Even though, you know, I think I discovered at a certain point that wrestling is a fine outlet, but not a cure for anything. <laughs> oh, same with drag kids. Yes. Like, don't, don't come yeah. onto a stage thinking it's going to cure you because it, it sometimes makes it worse. There's so much. Dr- yeah. I did. Did I you did. feel that wrestling exercised any of the, what you were dealing with like personally or, or I, did. I do. I definitely like developed the confidence and the, like, you know, st- not beating myself up as much mm. and the confidence alone. Like, and the, it teaches you this thing about time. It's a really bizarre thing. Like you'll do something in the wrestling ring and you think you're taking your time and then you'll watch it back and you're just running around the place. Mm. So it taught me a lot about time and like slowing down time and taking your moments. But I wanted to say that about drag, I, I played a, a Frankenfurter on a performance of, of, of Rocky Horror uh, at the Tiffany Theater, like a, a stage uh, performance of it. For a few months, and um, where are the pictures? Where is the video? I know there are pictures online. Do you love Todd it? Oldham designed my my makeup? Todd fucking Oldham yeah, designed my costume and, and my makeup. But then uh, one of my reviews Funny was, uh, "I feel they've cast the wrong Arquette in this role," <laughs> and they were really right. But Alexis had uh, Cherry at the time, a re- amazing uh, nightclub. And she had like was like, like come on, I'll do, I'll do rock I'll do Rocky Horror tonight after your performance at my thing, and she just blew it out the door. She was so good. Wait, oh, oh. There it is. Hold oh on. my god! Oh my yeah. god! Can you so text good. that to me, RJ? Please. Oh, by the way, yeah. I could make my pasty spin. That was <laughs> that was one of my finales. RJ was telling us about, like, you You seem to have, I mean, because of your personal history, but, like, a real affinity for, for the LGBTQ community. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Alexis is, like, my hero, you know? And we, you know, would have to get in fights in school and, you know, all kinds of stuff. We all got, one time in Toronto, uh, you know, Canadians being so nice, some group of, like, jocks beat up my brother because my brother was defending Alexis, beat up my brother, beat up my sister, beat up Alexis, and then beat up me. And like all of us, like it was just such a demeaning moment of like, oh, because I was like, you know, my brother Richmond came up to like defend us and we all got, it was actually, they beat up Alexis and then Patricia jumped and they beat up Patricia and then my brother Richmond. And I was like, oh, here comes my big brother. And then they beat up him too. So it was just this disaster. Uh, now that we're getting into it, Arjay's just looking at me, waiting for the tears <laughs> to come. <laughs> um, first, I want to ask, what do, you, what do you think pronouns Alexis preferred? Well, it was funny because Alexis said at the end of her life, she's like, I want you to refer to me as your brother now. And I was like, whoa, after like all that. 
But uh, yeah, she was, uh, you know, for a lot of her life, she was a she. But now it's kind of like both. I don't know. She was like, at the end, she was like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it, it's, it's all just what it is. You know, she was just, uh, at the end, she was like, I'm just me. You know what I mean? And, um, and she also, a lot of her drag stuff was connected to sexuality. She realized at the end it was really more of a, a, a sexual thing in a sense and a performance thing. Not a performance, but a, I don't know. It was related to sex more so than... Like sexuality. Yeah, because there was always like this, you know, just weird, like, she kind of went through these little phases where she'd be less into drag at times. You know what I mean? And then, um, and then there would be phases where she'd just live as a woman for a long time. And then... Uh, I don't know. It was, it was it's it's weird because sometimes we say my brother, my sister, and I. I guess I know, I know it's just a personal thing. Yeah. Well, I just have to say, and here's where I start crying. Um, how, and I'm going to say it to you because she's not here. How much her life meant to me as a queer person. Thank you. And to see someone living their life as as she did for so long and really just uh, really just doing it, I didn't realize. And it, this is something I regret. I didn't realize how much she meant to me until after she was gone. And so I just want to say that to you that like she holds such a space for me, and I I feel like other queer people. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Oh, I don't. She's the greatest. I mean, just like my favorite person in the world. So tell funny. tell us something that like, the audience might not know about her. Something like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You have a story that you would like to share about her? Uh, she grew up. Her name was Robert before Alexis. Um, she was one of the greatest artists ever. Like she painted these really kind of. That, uh, what's the Georgia Finland kind of, what's it? Thomas Thomas Finland. Finland. Georgia Finland. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new Where's wrestling that, gimmick. Man? I'm going yeah, to Finland. Please be Georgia Finland. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so she, she painted these really cool kind of graphic like a lot of really cool stuff like that. Um, uh, she, her sense of humor was like far enough, like the funniest. She loved like watching infomercials and, uh, you know, really obscure television and would just joke. Like she just had such a funny sense of humor. But before she died, <laughs> she had a tent on her, like, in, she lived in this apartment at the end. It was kind of a sad apartment, but she had a tent out on the little balcony. And she had a, a Boy Scout <laughs> costume. <laughs> and just whatever she was planning to do in that tent. <laughs> Boy Scout costume. <sighs> that was her, like, sick and twisted sense of humor. She was really kind of... Re- oh, she was just also 
Marcus Millinari is a really amazing partner of mine at Bootsy Bellows. Told me a story when she passed. She was like, when I first Marcus came. Millinari. What? You know Marcus? I think we made out once. Oh, yeah. Is he, Marcus is, he was... friends, is he friends with Katy Perry? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we yeah. made out once. Oh, awesome. What? Yeah. What is going Marcus on? Is awesome. I'm in LA and go to parties. Yeah, Marcus is fun. He's a sweet guy. And yeah, he, um, he said, I, I got this story about Alexis when I first came to LA. I was like 18. Uh, I went to this party, a big photographer's house, and blah, blah, blah. And they, I'd never done anything. And I went into the bathroom and they were all doing coke. And Alexis busted in, said, grabbed him, and said, Don't fucking, he just got here. He's never done this shit. Don't fuck with him. And it was like, that kind of stuff that she was like a champion playing people like that was really sweet. And she always had that kind of like she really did look after like people coming up and really had a heart for, for that. Can can you can you tell my my favorite? <laughs> What's the your favorite? history lesson? <laughs> oh, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. So gay marriage passed, and I called Alexis up. I was like, Alexis, can you fucking believe this? And she's like, what? (laughs) 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 It was like, they just passed gay marriage. And she's like, oh, awesome. I was like, what the fuck are you? We have to go celebrate. And she's like, okay. I was like, I'm coming to get you. I was like, all right. So me and Christina, my wife, went over there, and – and it took her forever to get ready. And we're like, come on, Alexis. Come on. And I had worn just a, um, like a really like a pink tuxedo or something, like some funky or like teal tuxedo. And, um, sure, just a pink tuxedo. And she got all done up and she came out as the bride and like uh, and had a parasol and all this shit. And we went and we drove down to the Abbey and uh, we parked at Pavilion's the supermarket there and it was right next to angeline's pink corvette so we were like we are so in the zone right now and we took a picture with next to it then we went to the abbey and we got a table in the back and we're sitting there and we're like having some drinks and and laughing and having fun and then a few people are coming over and and some guy recognized me was like kind of like talking to me and and like no, but they weren't like they didn't recognize Alexis or anything. And uh, at some point, like down the line, we we're trying to get rid of, rid of these guys at this point. And then uh, something happened, and the, Alexis goes, throws the table, and she's like, "No, you're gay history." <laughs> <laughs> this guy, because he was, because he didn't know who she was or something. It was pretty oh intense. My God, was yes. Alexis was seriously. Alexis was though. a baller. Like we would fucking full on get like brawler fights with people over shit. Like you know, <laughs> you know, like somebody say something. Like what you fucking say to her? Like we just just scrap. Why didn't Alexis ever get into wrestling? I, Alexis would have been an incredible wrestler. Like like oh insane. God. She probably would have. She loved wrestling. We watched wrestling with Luke Perry all the time. Luke lived at our house. So Alexis and Luke Perry were doing a movie called Terminal Bliss, and they really hit it off. 
they have like a incredible relationship really like joked with each other all the time or really so friendly and um alexis was like luke was saying i was thinking about moving out to hollywood alexis was like don't think about it just move out and you could stay in our house my mom has a room you could stay in we all lived in this big house in in hollywood and um so luke he said it's pilot season come out you should do he came out he moves into our house he like my mom loved him he like helped like with all kinds of because he's like from the country knew how to fix stuff and he was just incredible and uh and i was on a show called the outsiders on fox and uh it gets canceled like seven shows into it and i'm totally bummed and then luke comes over and he's like my my pilot got picked up and he his pilot uh 90210 replaced the outsiders and he went on like oh this God. rock and charlotte stardom and it was all in the house together but they always watched wrestling together and we all watched wrestling together and uh i don't know it's just they had a really fun relationship what is like hollywood's idea of wrestling do, do you they find that like it. people in hollywood no yeah, they okay. write it off they don't really give it the credit it deserves despite the fact that the rock's the biggest star in hollywood it's like right you know, there's why isn't Ric Flair on like a, a cop show or something or just some why isn't Stone Cold Steve Austin like doing a buddy cop movie with somebody? You know what I mean? These guys are like super talented. We we I have a movie coming out called 12 Hour Shift where we got uh, Mick Foley in it in a part. And uh, and I was able to get uh, Joseph Rudd, uh, Eric Rowan from WWE in a thing i still want to get rj in some films I yeah think no he's... no take your time there's no rush we're good, we're good. You no no no, 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 I, know. You no. Get RJ I know i know it's hard it's please this guy's lucky he's in scream five america america wants to see rj slashed in scream I five i wish i could i don't have that's the fine. juice on that it's one it's not that one i really don't have the juice on it's a little it's a little too mainstream for me oh my god <laughs> Wait, RJ, do you find people condescending about you being in wrestling when you're like working all the time? Job? I mean, I'm straddling, you know, TV show stuff and web series, whatever, and I deal with it all the time. You either get wrestling and you're on board, or you're just like, no. And to be fair to those people, there's a lot of bad wrestling. Sure, out there. a lot yeah. of mindless violence, a lot of of just just poor shit. And is yeah. this? Well, no, Go and ahead. it's just hard because pe- sometimes people just come to a show or turn on a TV or see one match and think that's representative of everything. And it's not. I mean, wrestling at, at this point is, you know, and should be able to include ev- every type of performance at this point. Is this where your grudge with Courtney Cox comes in? Yeah. She and then, well, well so what happened was David uh, hurt his back. And uh, uh, Courtney's neighbors did some, some some adjusting for him or something. So he's like, come with me. We're going to go. I'm like, okay. No, I've never met the woman before. Trying to be as nice as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're sitting there and David's like, oh, yeah. You, you know, he has a show, a coffee show. I'm like, don't listen to this idiot. I have nothing. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. She's like, oh, do you want a coffee? I make a really great cappuccino. That's what she said. Okay. Those are her words. I make a great cappuccino. And I said... I normally don't have a cappuccino. I like a regular coffee. But if you make one, that is so great. 
so much to tell me so up front. I'll have the cappuccino. So she's making it, this machine, it's this whole procedure, and halfway through she goes, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I think I fucked it up. And it was one of the worst things I tasted uh, in my life. And she apologized the whole time she knew it was bad. And then uh, months later, I spoke to her, and I'm like, hey, yeah, you remember me? You made the bad cappuccino. She said, I've been meaning to talk to you. It was the machine's fault. I said, I don't think it has anything to do with the machine. She's like, we got a new machine. So... She owes me a cappuccino, and what she doesn't realize is that I'm the kind of human being who will hold on to a grudge for the rest of my life. <laughs> so one way or another, um, Mark Ruffalo's going to get a prank phone call, and Courtney's going to have to make me a cup of decent cappuccino. Damn, you're feuding with Ruffalo and Monica. Top of the list. <laughs> oh my god! Impressive. Out of Impressive town. list of enemies. Bam! Bitch went down. <laughs> uh, I was surprised in the movie, in the documentary, to bring it back because I feel like I'm. I have to be the responsible one here. I was surprised in the documentary how you felt so unwelcomed by by the wrestling world because we came into wrestling, not from the wrestling world either. We came from like the nightlife and drag world and we could not have been more welcomed into that world. So I was stunned that people, I mean, you had obviously a different history with it because of what had happened with ECW and everything, but I was really stunned by that part of it. ECW would have been nice. To- <laughs> oh, I mean, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think the fact that I was married to Cordy at the time that I'm, you know, a comedic actor that I won the belt. It was just all of these things on top of, you know, and, you know, Ready to Rumble didn't do well when it first came out. They kind of looked at it as like making fun of wrestling. And there was just all these things. So, I mean, there were a lot of people that did kind of get it, you know, and, and thought it was a funny swerve and all that stuff. But yeah, for years, it just like, it kind of built, like the internet happened and people were like, like this guy, but I don't know. I think I hopefully won won some of them over. There's still a lot of haters out there. <laughs> There's always haters. I don't know. Everyone I've talked to in wrestling is just like, yes, David, uh, cool. yes, yeah. good, yes. I think we run with a good crew, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We do. Um, RJ, would you consider um, one of the stars of the soundtrack of Ready or Rumble, Biff Naked, who's also Canadian? Yes, I think I've run into her a couple of times. I followed her on tour in Kansas and Oklahoma and Nebraska when I was a child. Oh my god! I know we. I got a lot of time on your hands. She gave me a Corona (laughs) once. (laughs) Wow! She didn't drink, and I was underage. Alexis, Alexis would have busted in there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't you corrupt dare. him? They've <laughs> never even left Kansas. Um, is it t- time? Um, I guess I had one more question, or maybe two. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, what? The, so the scene in the documentary where you were, you and RJ were planning the match, and it's intercut with like the actual match. I thought that was just so amazing. But were you worried about? I mean, you were so worried about getting approval from people in wrestling, were you worried about them showing that kind of back backstage stuff and that kind of blowing up your spot in, in the world of yes, wrestling? Yes, I was. And RJ was instrumental in the construction of that and the conceptualizing of it. And I had called the uh, producer Yuma and the um, 
and the referee Nick Bonatano and Nick Bonanno. You got it. There's no T. Bonanno. Yeah. Yeah. And then they said it's okay. It's been done before in movies, and people are are smarter now, so it doesn't. Mm. He was very like reverent. And the two directors of like wanting to keep kayfabe, and I'm like kayfabe. What are you talking about? This business has been in, inside out since 1925. Like, come on, like let's <laughs> let's you know go go inside out. Um, and it's more fun. And I put it together for you know a certain reason. And it's uh, you had three fractured ribs, and hadn't really you know it takes forever to be a good wrestler. I'm still not there, certainly. So for him to just come into it that fresh, it was tricky. And you want to put together a match that accentuates the strengths of it all and and hides the flaws. So it's nice to show that. That scene weirdly like highlighted for me at least. Maybe someone more cynical would have not felt that way, but it highlighted me to me like the artistry of wrestling as an art form because it showed like here's how we think about it, and then like here's what it looks like. So I thought it was genius. So good, good job, job RJ. RJ. Somebody had to do something. I've got a producer credit on this film. I am a consulting producer. So it's you that are a credit. consulting yes. producer. And I gave my opinion about a lot of things that I had no expertise on. So that's really the role of a consulting producer. <laughs> well, I guess that's, that does lead into my ne- my last question, I promise. Um, like, wh- who who... Were you involved, were both of you involved in the decision to make it sort of more theatrical as opposed to sort of like a more hard documentary? I don't know. Well, I think you ended up, I think you really ended up wrestling more than anyone anticipated, the the crew included. As I was saying, when I wrestled him in Hollywood, we didn't know if it was going to be his last match or not. Mm. That may have been the end of the documentary. I was like, I have no idea. Right. And then he wrestled so much, like fairly consistently for two years, that there's so much that's not in the documentary that you go, uh, how do you tell the story and piece it together? And then the directors and and David, you know, looked at the pieces and said, well, we could we could do it like this. But it is really like the tip of the iceberg. He did put himself through the daily bullshit grind of an indie. You know, I got called to sure. do something recently with Orange Cassidy. And I was like, I'll only do it if RJ, if, can we make it a tag? And, and what didn't work out. But I, I, uh, is this news to you, RJ? I didn't know. I didn't you know can't, with news you can't even get I also RJ said that RJ could wrestle him and I could be the manager. I just don't want to wrestle without RJ anymore. Honestly, it's where I've gotten in all my trouble. Aww. No, but also we're a good sweet. team. It's like a it's true. fun team thing. But, you know, RJ can obviously, it's okay for you to wrestle without me, RJ. I'll accept that. That's the thing. Thank you. But, <laughs> It's kind of like a how do I put this? Like almost like a cut queen relationship. A what? You know, that's like the reverse cuckold relationship where it's like what my end. You, my end is open. What is this? What word this did is you so weird. Are you not familiar with it? I have no I idea. Went, what you're I thought saying. we were all perfect. No, and you're really here. going dark. <laughs> although, although there is cuckold in Mope, the film I was recently in. So that's good. There's a good cuckold. segue. But what is this? I can't believe this. I thought I was among my peers here, and you're leaving me hanging. Wait, spell it? C-U-C-K-Q-U-E-A-N. It's, it's with the female wants to watch the male with, I guess, other Wait. men or other women. 
That's confusing. I What's the other one? Guys, fans. pick up a newspaper once in a while. Please. Listen, You're killing me listen, here. I have never heard that Sobriety word. has made oh, me a know, prude. So. I just don't know anything Get anymore. it together. But in that sense, no, he's been nice enough to open up our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. It's time for rapid fire. Uh-oh. Uh, RJ, you're going to have to sit this one yeah, out. I'm unless, fine. Unless you, unless you want to tag in, David. No, he can tag in for sure. He'll he'll have some of the better answers. Okay. Only in emergencies, okay? He knows a lot. We we were married on the road. <laughs> what? No. Legally? No, that's a that's a that's a wrestling term when you when you that I don't know this term. Okay, well, it wouldn't be that far fetched if you two also happen to get. I mean, I would not put it past either of you. Uh, Okay, rapid fire, one word answers if you can. Favorite food. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Barbecue. Chicken or egg. Chicken. Scrambled or fried? Fried. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Favorite color? Uh, I love all colors, but pink. All colors and pink. Uh, favorite comedy? Uh, uh, funny bones. Favorite drama? Uh... Good fellas. Favorite wrestler? RJC. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Favorite lady? Christine Arquette. Oh. Oh, no, no, Coco. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, you got David, it. David, the correct answer to that question. Uh, Barrick, ask me that question. What? Who's your favorite lady, RJ? Lady! <laughs> no, you got it wrong too. It's Lady Berica Andrews. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Uh, favorite baby? Oh, Gus Gus. Favorite or dream job? Uh, dream job. Um, dream role? A clown. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. That almost made me cry. So weird. Something you miss. (sighs) Something I miss, Alexis. Uh, Weirdest thing in your house. RJ, what's the weirdest thing in his house? The uh, Winston Churchill wax figure that you put in your oh, grandfather's clothes shit. to look like your grandfather, and it stays in your guest bathroom, <laughs> and I couldn't use your guest bathroom, and I had to come out and say, with all due respect to your grandfather, is there another bathroom I could use? <laughs> oh, my God. Is it cursed? Is it's it a cursed of bathroom? Oh, it's just Winston Churchill, and I put a mustache on my grandfather's original costume on it. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Like Oh, favorite role of all time. Um, Dream with the Fishes, the, the, the movie I did. Can you hook me up with Todd Oldham? We can try to get in touch with him. I've lost yeah. us. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so yes. much. Are we friends now? Yes. Can I come over? Yes. Great. That's all I want to know. <laughs> Perfect. We did it. We we did, we a, podcast, did a podcast. Guys. Thank you so much, uh, so David. Seriously though, next time you're in New York, we we will take I you out to I drag shows, that. and it will be I like can't wait. it'll be transcendent and beautiful. I'd love that. 
You Cannot Kill David Arquette is available everywhere. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>